friends. Hey, we made it to Friday, and uh, this time tomorrow you'll be day drinking. Uh, yeah. Uh, welcome to the program. Uh, Tommy here, WBEN, Josh Schmidt at Master Control, and uh, David Bellavia, who does the program leading into this one from 10 until 2. Uh, he has a book. It's doing very well. Remember the Ramrods. And those of you in the Rochester area, David is doing a book signing, and that is going to be tonight at 6 o'clock, the Pittsford Plaza Barnes & Noble. Pittsford Plaza Barnes & Noble. David Bellavia, book signing in person. Maybe uh, someday he's going to call on me and say, Tom, could you pose as me and sign the book like Bob Dylan? <laughs> his version of an auto pen but anyway uh, you can buy the book you can bring the book there and uh, have it signed as I understand it but that'll be uh, David Bellavia tonight Pittsford Plaza Barnes and Noble his uh, book signing and it's, at some point when things settle down for him um, I'm actually going to bring him in and we're going to have to be serious uh, we'll do an interview uh, with David on his book when things kind of settle down a little bit. It's been kind of a frenetic pace for uh, Mr. Bellavia uh, in recent weeks and months. So, uh, yeah, we'll uh, keep you posted on that. Also, if you're just joining us, uh, I mentioned this earlier, we're going to be talking at some point when he's available with a guy who is an absolute superstar of meteorology. This guy is just phenomenal doing the weather. And his name is Andy Parker. And when he is available, he's going to call in, and we're going to get you a better idea of what we can expect for tonight heading into tomorrow with the snow for the game. And one of the things that I really like to point out, because we take it very seriously here at WBN, and, and seriously, this is uh, from my heart to your ears. Tim Wenger and I, we don't want to blow things out of proportion. We don't operate on the theory that, hey, if we scare people, they'll listen longer. Um, that's just plain stupid. And sometimes I think some people actually do that. But we want to make sure that we get you the very latest in accurate weather forecasting. But at the same time, we also know this is Buffalo, it's December, and it snows. And we, we don't want to freak you out unnecessarily. So, again, we're just going to give you the facts and let you decide the level of freak-outness or non-freak-outness uh, that you want to achieve if you're going to the game, especially tomorrow, um, because it'll be obviously a nighttime game. Parking lot's open, what, four hours before uh, the game itself. So if you're just joining us, welcome to the show. This is a show I'm doing at your request because I've had people contact me and as I recall, this has happened other holiday seasons as well. The holiday season is so often thought of as being a couple's thing or a family's thing, okay? And if you are married or you're in a relationship with a significant other, you might kind of take that for granted, that these are your people. But there are people out there and there's nothing wrong with these people at all. They just haven't met somebody. And for those people, the holidays can be a little bit on the depressing side because it is an annual reminder, especially if they've been single for a long time. It's an annual reminder that they still haven't met somebody. And it can, uh, it can bum them out. It really can. Now, I thought it would be good to ask you guys, 
2022, heading into 2023, where are you meeting people? Where are you meeting people? And again, um, folks, this is News Radio 930 WBEN, and we don't care if if you are gay, bisexual, lesbian. We don't care. You're more than welcome to call the show because last I checked, you have hearts too, and you're human beings too, and the, have the range of emotions as anybody else because you know you're you're part of us. So. Don't hesitate to call in thinking, well, I can't go on the air and say that I'm looking for a guy. If I'm a guy, they're going to mock me. No, it's not going to happen. Don't worry about that. Um, And the other thing that I thought we could get into is relationship deal breakers. Uh, Because everybody has a certain list of attributes for which they are looking and lists of things that absolutely are relationship deal breakers. There's no other way to put it. Now, relationship deal breakers can be the way somebody looks. Relationship deal breakers can be how somebody acts. Relationship deal breakers can be uh, lifestyle choices, such as smoking or drugs. That's a big one, drugs and alcohol. That's a huge one. But I said before the news break that I was going to tell you about a deal breaker that I happen to think should be very high on your list of deal breakers. And I don't think you're going to disagree with me. If you're out with somebody, and and this can happen with men, it can happen with women. And my apologies to any woman named Karen listening to the show. You got such a bum rap because of your name, Karen. I'm sorry. I'm In fact, I won't even use the name Karen, okay? But... If you're out with somebody and they treat the wait staff or the bartenders like garbage, that I cannot stress to you what a huge turnoff that is because you have no idea. First of all, you, you ought not to do that, number one. Number two, there's a lot of people in this world who at various points in their lives have been bartenders or servers at a restaurant. And they know what a difficult job it is and how everybody is vying for their attention. And if you go in with the attitude, and I have seen people like this. I haven't dated any like this that I can remember, but I've seen people who are just plain mean and nasty to people who are underneath them whether it's the valet parker or whether it is the person taking the drink order, the hostess or host who seats you, that gentleman, I I have to tell you that with the women I know who are single, and by the way, very, very good-looking and good catches, a lot of guys have slammed their own toes in the door by acting like entitled idiots when they are out. It's not a turn-on. You don't appear to be an alpha male worthy of respect. You, you come off, frankly, like a jerk. So that is a huge deal-breaker in a relationship. I mentioned smoking before. There was a time in America where 50% of the adult population, give or take, 50% smoked on a regular basis. And I, I'm talking about tobacco. I should make that clear. Now, roughly 20% of 
of America smokes. 80% does not. And a lot of people who are in that 80% of American adults who do not smoke are very turned off by people who do. Not as people, but they're turned off by the breath. There used to be a bumper sticker, kissing a smoker is like licking an ashtray. I suppose there's some validity to it, but it is a real turnoff for a lot of people. And something else that I think needs to be talked about. Another big turnoff uh, for a lot of people is alcohol and drug abuse. Uh that is something that people are not going to compromise. There's, there's no compromise. If you are somebody who is wolfing down 10 drinks a day, starting about mm, two minutes after you wake up and ending about mm, two minutes before you turn in for the night, and the person you're with is a moderate drinker or maybe doesn't drink that much at all, like maybe a couple of times a year, that's going to be a deal breaker for that person. It, it might actually be a deal breaker for both people. I remember talking with somebody, and I forget whether it was on this show or not, who was out with a gentleman, I'll say the word gentleman, and the most important thing that this guy wanted to know on any trip they would take, I'm talking day trips, was where's the nearest bar and can I reach my beer in the cooler in the back seat? That was not a good sign. And that was a very short-lived, short-lived? Why not? Short-lived relationship, okay? Uh, obviously, drug abuse is, is a big one. I'm not sure uh, how it works out there because, frankly, marijuana is everywhere. Tim Wenger and I have talked about this a great length off the year, but... No matter where you go, marijuana is out there. Weed smoke is all over the place. I made a post on Facebook the other night. I walked. I, I said that I, I walked into my house and I don't smoke weed and I don't have any weed, but the house smells like weed. And somebody caught on to it real quickly and said, oh, you've got skunks. Ding. Exactly. Skunks. Eh, they're they're little innocent little creatures. They don't want to spray anybody, but sometimes they freak out. Maybe a cat is a predator, and they uh, and they spray. But yeah, my house apparently a skunk had been upset right before I walked into the house because seriously, <laughs> walking into the house after skunks were outside, it was like somebody had lit every bong in North America in my house at the same time. Seriously, uh, but there are. Um, relationship deal breakers. And I, I mentioned before, some of them are cosmetic. For example, if you work out and you are in proportion, height and weight proportionate, the chances are you're not going to want to be with somebody who is morbidly obese. That's going to be a clash. That's going to be a lifestyle kind of situation, right? Do we are we in agreement on that? I've you know what? More often than not, I think that is the case, but that is not an absolute rule because I can think of people that I've seen out, and I'm sure you can as well, who uh, clearly were mis mismatched in terms of physical fitness, but somehow they they made it work. And our our first caller uh, on the show today, 
the most important thing for him in a woman, cosmetically anyway, was the feet. And whether you are a woman or a guy, we all have things that are important to us on the surface. With with women, there are. <laughs> I, see, I, I guess I, I I pay attention to this because I'm like five foot seven, a little over five foot seven, which is short, and the height thing is a real issue for a lot of guys. There are so many women, I got to tell you this, and I'm not saying this for myself, there are so many guys out there who are really good catches. They don't have any Napoleon complex, nothing like that. They've got jobs. Some of them have businesses. They're nice people, but you don't give them the time of day on the dating sites unless they're at least six foot tall. And as I mentioned in the last hour, maybe you were listening, maybe you weren't, there have actually been studies done where they'll take the same photograph and the same profile, and the only thing they'll change is the height of the individual. And they found that people who are men who are six feet tall or taller get a lot more inquiries from women than the men who are under six feet tall. That is an issue. And practically speaking, it's an issue as well. I'm not saying that women are uh, vapid and vacuous and uh, um, empty when it comes to that thing. There are practical considerations. If In our society, typically the man is supposed to be taller than the woman. And a lot of times, women like wearing high heels. And if you're a guy and you're with a woman who is about your height, but she's wearing high heels, she's going to tower over you. Makes a lot of men and some women feel a little bit uncomfortable. As far as women are concerned, um, also, in, in addition to the height thing, there's also the hair thing. Yes, the hair thing. Um I am of the belief, and maybe maybe I'm wrong, I don't know, but if I ever start to lose my hair, I'm not going to run out and get a hairpiece. Not going to do it. I'm going to let nature take its course. I think that you can look very distinguished with male pattern baldness or sparse or thinning hair. I, I just, I think you should accept yourself for who you are, but... It's a big. It's it's easy for me to say because I got a thick head of hair. Don't think I have to worry about that anytime real soon. But uh, a lot of women don't like it when guys, of course, do the comb over. That's rather a cliche. Uh, or did did anybody ever really buy the spray on hair? I, I don't think so. But deal breakers in relationships and where in 2022, soon to be 2023, are you meeting people and then? How long before you introduce them to the parents? For example, if you met somebody today, if you met somebody this very day, does that person get to meet the family on Christmas Eve? Does that person get to come over for Christmas dinner? Just curious because there's that period of time when you're just getting to know somebody where you have to make the decision at what point. And it doesn't matter, by the way, if you're 18 or 58. It doesn't matter. you got to make that decision. Do I introduce them to my parents? And, again, I, I, I find this hilarious uh, in, a, in a personal level 
because uh, I've told you guys this story before. But look, this has never been a thing with me. I never would go out with a woman significantly younger than I. Some guys, they're all about what I call cotton candy, okay? The people who are significantly younger. That was never me. Actually, I tended to date women who were older than I. My ex-wife's seven years older than I. It was never a big deal. But um, I was nervous taking Mrs. Nerd to meet my mother for the very first time, and with good reason, because she looks very young. And I've told you this before, if you're a new listener, this will be the first time you heard this, but driving home, um, and we were in separate vehicles, driving home, my phone rang, and I noticed it was an incoming call from my mom. She didn't say, hi, Tom, or nice to see you, Tom. First words out of her mouth, in a very disgusted tone of voice, and I quote, Tom, how old is that girl? It's like, (laughs) and I had the best answer, mom, she's exactly the same age as your father was to your mother. That's the difference. Case closed. All right. I want to tell you, I could talk about this by myself all day long, but you're the guys who suggested I do this topic. So I want your phone calls. Where are you meeting people? Where is the best place? What are your personal relationship deal breakers? It could be something like bad breath or bad hygiene. Um, and, and what do you notice about somebody? And we're all, you know, we're all different. Um, the first thing I notice about a woman is usually her eyes, followed by the way she comports herself. Um, You don't have to be intelligent, but if you comport yourself as if you are intelligent, that goes a long way. And I've, I've never been somebody who's been focused on a woman's chest area at all. Um, it's just something I just, I don't notice. Some guys are all about that and I, I, I'm not like that, but we all have our own individual things. All right. I want to hear from you guys. 803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN. We're going to have some fun, but it's also kind of a serious show on News Radio 930 WBEN. My mom, Tom, how old is that girl? All right, friends, welcome. Uh, This is a show doing it by your request. 2022, you're single. Where have you found success? What have you tried to meet people, to meet somebody in whom you would be interested? Back 40 years ago, starting out in this business, um, basically number one, bars, Number two, church. And we also had a show on the old radio station, which is now the sports station, called Desperate and Dateless. John Otto was its original host. And when I auditioned for the job, that's the show I did, Desperate and Dateless. I did one four-hour Desperate and Dateless, 19 years old, got offered the full-time job to replace John Otto. When I say lucky, that's what I mean. Lucky. Simple as that. Not talent, just luck. Um, the other thing is um, relationship deal breakers. And again, doing this around the holidays because a lot of single people around the holidays kind of feel left out because the holidays, like New Year's Eve date. Who goes out New Year's Eve by themselves? 
Uh, maybe some of you do, but sometimes that can be a rather awkward position in which to find oneself. Uh, let's go to uh, Robbie on WBEN in East Amherst at 803-0930, star 930, and 1-800-616-WBEN. Robbie, hello. Hi, Tom. I'm not single. I'm married, but I met my husband at the gym. I know a lot of people have met at the gym, but the one point I wanted to make is that, you know, people can change, right? So when I started dating my husband, he wanted to have kids. And I told him right off the bat, I don't want to have kids. Like, I'm a career girl. I don't want to have any kids. And he stuck with me. And now we have two. And I wish we had a litter, honestly, because I am so blessed to be a mom. But I know people who were atheists who uh, dated someone who was a believer. And the same thing happened. They became a believer. So I just want to encourage your listeners that just because somebody says something that might not be what what your beliefs are or what you agree with, you know, God has a plan. So you never know. Well, I think we need to talk about this a little bit more because uh, let's, let's focus in on the whole kids thing. In fact, let's, let's talk about the whole marriage thing because there are people in this world who don't want to get married. They're happy to be in a relationship, but they don't want to be married. And sooner or later, something has to break. You, if you're the one who wants to get married, you have to accept the fact that the person you are with is never going to marry you, okay? Or if you're that intent on getting married, you've got to be willing to say, hey, it's been a lot of fun, but uh, I need something else, so uh, checking out, have a great life. Um, And you have to listen to what your partner is saying. If your partner, and, and a lot of guys run into this all the time, uh, because women hear that biological clock, Robbie, uh, you probably can talk about that better than I, but uh, you you have to listen to what your partner is saying. And if your partner is saying, look, I don't want kids. If your partner is saying, I don't want to get married, you have to listen to them. You have no way of knowing if they're going to change, as you did, on such fundamental things in the future. You know, and you probably can relate to this, Tom. When you meet someone that you really love, then you figure out, oh, maybe I do want to get married. Maybe I want to have kids. I tell my kids the same thing right now because they both say, I don't want to get married. And I'm like, when you meet the right person, you'll want to get married. You'll want to be with that person. You'll not want anyone else to be with them. But, you know, not, Robbie, not not necessarily. Not necessarily because there are people who don't want the burden uh, of having to live with somebody else. They don't want to have to pick up after somebody else. They want to be able to do what they want to do, when they want to do it. If they want to get up at 3 o'clock in the morning and make popcorn, that's what they want to do. <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> but what I, I, we're, I'm kind of curious, because that is such a major life decision, what was it that changed your mind on the kid front? Because that's huge. And a lot of, look, I, I, did, I actually did prep for this show. Um, a, a, lot of, a lot of relationships actually end, in particular, with people in their 30s over the to have kids or not have kids issues. And there are men who have basically been very uh, consistent in saying, honey, I don't want to have kids and they're never going to change 
and the woman who wants the kids, she's got no option. If being a mother is important to her, she's got to get rid of the dead weight and dump that guy who doesn't want kids. Well, I'm surprised my husband didn't dump me because he wanted to have kids. And seriously, this was like on our first serious date that we had this conversation. And I don't know, something just changed. I think what changed is that I fell in love with him and then I wanted to have a family. I wanted to be married. And so it is possible. I, I can't pinpoint. I, we honestly had our, the same conversation with our kids over Thanksgiving because they had not heard this story. And so I don't know exactly the point that changed, but it did for me. And it's possible, you know, it is possible. So you never know. Well, I say, I think it's remarkable that the, the relationship uh, survived. And it, let me just understand you correctly. You went into your marriage believing you did not want to have kids or uh, get, get, just establish the timeline a little bit for us, if you would. Yeah, no, we started dating and like on our first very serious conversation on, on one of our early dates, um, he asked me if I if I ever wanted to have kids. And I said, no, I'm, I'm you know, spent so much time and energy um, committing to my career. I was climbing my way up the ladder of, you know, uh, my career. And I, I really could not see fitting kids in. So this was like early in our dating and he's like, wow, you know, I really I really want to have kids. And I'm like, okay, I'm just thinking I'm just going to hang with this guy and have fun because it's not going to go anywhere if he wants kids and I don't want kids. But we just kept hanging out, and I don't know, he didn't give up on me, and then <laughs> something changed. <laughs> and it changed after you guys were married. Yes. So we got married, and then, you know, shortly after that, we didn't really even talk about it. It was just, you know... It wasn't like, okay, I said, okay, I want to make an announcement. I do want kids now. <laughs> you know, I, I, wonder, I wonder how many people, and this, again, this has to happen in, in the audience out there. We've got people at every different point in their life and every economic circumstance and social circumstance, et cetera. The people who got married thinking we don't want kids and thinking they weren't going to have kids but then suddenly an oops moment happened. The birth control pill is very effective, but it's not 100% effective. There are a lot of us, notice I use the word us, who are accidents. I'm an oops. <laughs> well, we weren't actively trying, I, I guess, I suppose. But it was sort of like that. It was like, oh my gosh, okay, I'm pregnant, so... We're married, so okay, this is happening. And so it was the best thing ever, honestly. It is it is the best thing. I wish I would have had more. Wow. Uh, you said earlier maybe a litter would have been nice, but uh, it's, <laughs> it's, it's a lot of work. I mean, I, I think a lot of people, I think a lot of people, and there's room for discussion on this, um, they think they want kids. They think they want quite a few kids, but... That first baby, especially if they don't have a lot of experience uh, taking care of maybe siblings when they were growing up, it can really be culture shock. Your entire life, as you well know, and everybody listening who's got kids understands this, your entire life changes the minute you become a mom, the minute you become a dad, 
everything is different, and the number one priority in your life is your child. There's nothing you would not do for your child. Yes, people used to say that to me all the time. Oh, my gosh, your life is going to change so much. And I'd be like, oh, my gosh, that sounds so scary. And it was the best, the best thing in my entire life. Uh, It changed for the better. And, you know, I think a lot of people feel that way that have kids. But I'm telling you, (laughs) you never know. You never know. God has the master plan. And you just sometimes, you know, we make plans and God laughs. That's the way I look at it. Uh, Well, Robbie, let me just ask you this very important question, I think, that we need to get to. Um, Who do you think is better looking, David Bellavia or me? I am not answering that. But actually, I want to ask you about meeting at the gym because that's something that I wouldn't have been on my horizon. Because the only thing I know about a gym is I drive by them, but I usually notice that Tim Hortons inevitably located next to every gym in Western New York. I want to ask you about the (laughs) etiquette for meeting in a gym. Uh, Welcome, it's Bowerly on WBEN. Holidays are upon us. Believe it or not, many single people get a little bit depressed over the holidays. We're trying to help these people out. Where do you meet people in 2022? And as far as deal breakers, it's always interesting to find out the things that make you say, I don't think this relationship, I don't think this person is for me. Um, Some can be very, very deep. Others can be rather superficial. And... True to our promise to you, we're going to have meteorologist Andy Parker on the program right after 4.05. And I had an idea that maybe Andy could take some telephone calls from you guys, your questions about the weather. He loves to talk about the weather. But let's uh, pick this up with Robbie as we talk about where people met uh, the loves of their lives and Robbie met hers at a gym. Now, yeah. there there got to be do's and don'ts for meeting somebody at a gym. Now, for Joe Beamer, it would be, Joe, if if you were single, don't wear the hoodie on the Stairmaster. Sorry, Joe, Joe works out wearing a hoodie. I kid you not. I think he burns more calories that way, but I could be wrong. We love Joe Beamer. We're just having some fun. Uh, but anyway, uh, you, I've heard women complain that, I'm just here to work out. I'm not here to pick somebody up. Or this guy stares. What is gym, meeting somebody in a gym etiquette? (laughs) That's a great question, honestly. Um, You know, I met three out of four of my very serious relationships, including my husband, at the gym years ago. We've been married for 30 years. So, um, you know, back then it was more like a club. I really feel like it was more like a club. But today, you know, it, although it's different and women do not like guys staring at them, true, no, I hear no, all the time. Not at all. <laughs> no. Um, but, you know, and it's, it's different. It's not the club atmosphere that it used to be years ago, but we still do a lot of social things. A bunch of us are going out, you know, this next week just for the holidays. So I think it's more for people who are socializing in and outside the gym. It's not like people are, you know, actively looking, but the etiquette is don't stare at the women. I mean, they hate it. And number two, um, you know, make sure that you have 
manners, like wipe down your equipment. I mean, people are paying attention to that stuff. Absolutely. You know, Wenger and I have talked about that. Um, He usually runs outside, but he's been known to go to a gym every now and again. The people who sweat all over the gear, who don't wipe it down, and preferably spray it with an alcohol spray or a Clorox wipe or something like that. But that is really revealing um, a lot of yourself. If you're sweating all over something and you get up and walk away, you're not really making a statement to a woman or to a man this is somebody with whom I want to spend some time. Absolutely. And take a shower before you go. <laughs> you know, I always take a shower before I work out because especially, you know, I'm teaching class or I'm in the gym doing, I, I don't want to, I don't want to smell good. So that's important. If you're trying to, you know, meet people, even if you're not going up to someone, which I don't know how that works, but um, you know, I think it's important to smell good, right? Well, I believe that a minimum of body odor is uh, always something for which uh, we should strive. There are people who disagree. They think we need to be more natural and in touch with our animal nature. I'm not one of those people. Do you remember the first thing your future husband said to you in the gym? Believe it or not, Tom, um, a mutual friend introduced me to my husband right before I was going to teach class, and I don't remember meeting him. Hmm. I didn't remember. I met him after that at a party, and he said, don't you remember that I came up to you, uh, you know, with so-and-so right before your class? And I said, no, I don't. I mean, we (laughs) talked, but I was focused, apparently. My husband was very good-looking, so he is very good-looking. So I, it wasn't that. It was I was just focused. So, see, that's another thing. People can come up to you, and you may not, it may not register. So you should go up to them a couple times. But I don't remember the first thing he said to me. Um, it was his first time in the gym. He was a guest in the gym. And I think he told me he was a guest. And then, you know, then I met him at a party shortly after that. And I was like, oh, nice to meet you. He's like, I already met you. I'm like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> Very, I was embarrassed. Well, I don't feel too bad. I mean, we're not dating, but uh, for all the hanging out we do, I don't really remember the first time Booker and I met. It's like he just always seems like he's been there, you know? Um, yeah. Robbie, thank you very much for the call. Very interesting that you bring up gyms. Uh, I appreciate it, and you take care. Okay. Merry ha- Christmas. Thank Merry you. Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Robbie, <laughs> on, Robbie Raw on News Radio 930 WBEN. Didn't know the story about how she'd met her husband. Um, coming up after the news at 4 o'clock. Oh, I should hang up the line here. Sorry. Jo- it's actually Josh's fault. I'm just going to take the hit. 